Oh that my is goodness. Beautiful. I'm so emotional. I'm crying because I'm so happy. I am genuinely so happy to yes. be me and I'm so glad that I met me. I'm yes. so glad that I finally met me. And it's a beautiful thing. What up, y'all? This is Brittany. I'm Mandisa. And I'm Jamal. And we are your hosts of. We're your hosts of. And we're the host of. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. A podcast where you'll be hearing three different perspectives and emerging stories from three different millennials on everyday life and trending topics. Hey, y'all, welcome back. This is Living Millennial. Woo-hoo. Hey. And uh, we have the whole crew today, myself, Jamal, and Mendisa in the building. No, wow. it's just the three of us, nice and intimate. So happy to be here to see you all. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Thank you guys for tuning back in to Living Millennial Podcast. Uh, we're practicing social distancing yet again via Zoom. So shout out to Zoom for, uh, <laughs> for supporting our broadcast. Um, and we're practicing social distancing because, again, we are still, uh, we're still. Okay, so we're giggling because we all are at home, as we all are doing. Everyone's doing Zoom meetings. Every podcast out there is recording remotely via Zoom, most of them. And I'm on the Zoom. (laughs) I haven't eaten all day, y'all. And so I have some fries. And so I had to mute myself. I'm like, I put the fry in my mouth and then I felt embarrassed. So that's why we're over here like giggling. And then your face, your face when you did that, I was like, I got to mute myself myself i'm about to bust out laughing <laughs> yes it was all in the face jamal i love it but i appreciate you muting yourself to do that because folks now know my biggest pet peeve is with people chewing right here so thank you so much for just having that courtesy to put yourself on mute. wait does does that apply to drinking because i have three cups right here no i mean how loud are your you goals <laughs> They smooth. They not that loud. Oh, then you're good to go then. Cool. That's a, mm, okay. That's oh, oh. <laughs> Goes down. Easy. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> you know what? That's a good. Let's hold on to that thought because right. today's topic could very mm. much be related to that. Okay. Dun, 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 okay. <laughs> so we have been in quarantine basically and practicing social distancing for about a month and a half now. Yeah. Um, any updates with the two of you? I'm over it. I really am. I've been making these amazing connections with people virtually, you know, connecting with old friends and reconnecting and also dating virtually and talking to people on the phone and stuff like that and texting people in a way that I haven't before. And it's kind of interesting because I think there's there's like two people that I'm really uh, feeling. And it's like, oh, I wish that we could connect. I wish that we could actually get to see each other or whatever the case may be. And then also work has picked up this week. And so I would like to be able to get back out to work and things without all the fear and all the anxiety. Like every time I come back home, I'm like, oh, I was out today. Like, what does that mean? And then I'm thinking, oh, should I chill for two more weeks now that I was out? Mm-hmm. And so I'm honestly ready for it to be over. This is my birthday month. My birthday is May 19th. And I would just really like for my birthday to be able to go outside and go for a nice walk with some friends and not have to be locked in the house. But we may be, and that's totally fine too. But that's where I'm at. I just want to say I feel you on that because both of us have birthdays coming up. Yours is in like two weeks. Mine is in a month. (laughs) But that is seriously my biggest wish. I'm like, I just want to walk on the beach and if possible, if I could lay a towel down, yeah. And actually, like, be stationary? Yeah. I would probably cry. 
I actually walked on the beach today in San Diego and Imperial Beach, and they were definitely uh, patrolling folks, making sure mm. that, you know, we, we kept it moving. But it was nice. I felt like he, almost human again, you know, to be able to take off my shoes and really walk in the sand and really get back in the sun. It was really, really nice. Now, the water was contaminated, so they was, were telling people not to, not to get in the water, touch the water. It looked a little funny, too. But it, overall, <laughs> but overall, despite the hat, the sunglasses, and the mask, it was really nice. <laughs> all the... <laughs> all the things. The, the quarant- not quarantine, the social distancing layers. Yeah, it was, it was still really nice. I do have a question, though, y'all, because I've been seeing some weird things. What you, what you saying? <laughs> I like y'all. So, <laughs> so in so during my walk, of course I had my mask on, and I was watching other people who still don't have. And now to, it's May now, y'all. So California, it's mandatory to actually wear a mask. And not, number one, not everybody was wearing a mask. However, I did see a guy who was wearing a mask but didn't have a shirt on, and was wearing flip flops. Tell me, tell me, somebody tell me how that works. Can any of y'all tell me how that works? Okay, the, the, yeah. the very first thing I'm thinking is he just wants some sun on his body. Like maybe he can't go yeah. to the beach. So he just trying to, you know, even out his tan or something. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. I mean, coronavirus, you got to wash your hands and it's done with it. You, you actually get into your body through entering through your nose, your eyes or your mouth. And so you have a face mask on. And you have your shirt off and some flip flops on, like you're covering your face. That's the main thing yeah. that you know. So I think your, it's cool. I've seen your, that in LA. The respiratory your good. Okay. I mean, even if you had a shirt on, because all all fabrics have a little bit of breath in them. I mean, whatever is coming through your shirt was gonna get on your skin anyway. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then the, and then they're saying that if you have been out, you know, if you're doing something like if you're working or something like that, the first thing you should do when you get home is shower. And so if he's just going for a That's walk with a face mask on, and he's probably like getting some sun, he can go in the house and shower if he wants to. But the coronavirus isn't like the hands is the big thing because he's not going to be touching his face and licking his chest and like throughout the day. And so it's very it's very low risk. Somebody else might be licking him, but you know they're already. <laughs> They're already accepting the risk by licking on them. So <laughs> I hope he, because that's what I do. As soon as I get home, I take off my clothes and like do a beeline straight to the bathroom. Or if I can't go right and take a shower right away, I like at least change clothes really quickly. Luckily, the laundry, uh, my little laundry area where I leave my dirty clothes and stuff is right by the front door. So, oh, boom. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it is now time to play. Would you rather? Hey, 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 our favorite game, our favorite game, game, right? I always love this game. Um, As always, you can't change anything, but I probably will because I always want to, you know? Uh, (laughs) So my question is, would you rather be celibate until social distancing is potentially over in 2021 or accept the risk and fuck? Let's get it on. I can't. Can't. You said 2021. Yeah, because they're talking about the vaccine. <laughs> Social distancing is going to be going on basically until we have a vaccine. So you, 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 yes, yes, and yes, and slash, but not with somebody new. It's it's with I I know you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's my one stipulation. Other than that, let's go. 
Brittany? <laughs> I mean, I've already accepted the risk, so there's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would consider the risk and fuck. So I'm not waiting until 2021 to have the sex. And I know right. people I know people have strong feelings about that. And like, you should be celebrating this time. Da, da, da. I'm like, you make your choices for you. And mm-hmm. let me make my choices for me. Yeah. And also and- don't project or assume that I'm not being uh, responsible with what I'm doing or who I'm doing it with. Exactly. So, like, Mind your Calculated business. Calculated risk. Let, yeah. me, the let, keyword. Me, let me fuck if I want to. You start, listen, you start in the shower. How about that? Ew. <laughs> Ew. Kill two birds with one Mm-mm. stone. Okay. Okay. We, can have, we might not have six feet distance, but you know, doggy style puts a little distance in. <laughs> <laughs> there is no distance to be had. <laughs> okay, great. Awesome. It's the weekend. Next question. <laughs> Would you rather have happy hour with friends over Zoom or have four of your closest friends over for cocktails? I want my friends in my in my space. Four of my closest yeah. friends, which going back to calculated risk, I'm assessing which of those four people it is that I would like to share space with responsibly. And there's nothing like having some of your closest friends together in one space and just like knocking back a few and like that good, that good vibe. Ain't nothing like it. Uh, Zoom is cool, but you know. I agree. I agree. And you know what? You guys can start in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) We all four them. We got to take turns. There's got to be a rotation. And and you know what though? You know what, Brittany? You're (laughs) onto something though because I find that in this time, that's a joke and everything, but it could be real. (laughs) You and your friends are like friends that don't mind starting in the shower together. Hey, who's the judge? As long as it's consensual and y'all are having a good time and everybody leaves smiling. (laughs) Yeah, I would rather, I would definitely rather have friends over for some cocktails. And I think that this summer, being as though we're going to be in this world for a while, I think that is a wonderful, again, like assessing the risk. It's like, I know where my friends are going and my friends are honest with me, you know? And so we're willing to accept the risk and have dinner together or cocktails together at someone's place. Then I think that's a a cool thing to do. And I also think that uh, cocktails over Zoom is also cool. I've been doing that and that's been really refreshing and amazing way, um, especially for my friends in different cities. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's been nice. I've done it a few times with my family and it's been it's been beautiful. So, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so my next question is, would you rather postpone your wedding or get married at the Justice of Peace? Oh, <laughs> Brittany. <laughs> um, mm, no, nah, let's postpone it. Let's postpone it. And it would be the wedding and the, like the reception that I'm thinking about because I mean, you can sign that piece of paper anytime, right? As far right. as like actually getting married, but the res- the wedding and the reception, I do want to make sure that like everybody is there for that um, for that moment to celebrate, you know, like physically. It's nothing like it. You took the words right out of my brain. I also <laughs> want to say <laughs> like straight out of my brain because that you're right. It's about the people and sharing that time in that special moment with the people who you love and, and really cherish in your life. And a friend of mine actually who was going to get married, it was a destination Mexico in Puerto Vallarta. 
uh, this month. Oh, for real? I'm so excited to eventually go, (laughs) but it was going to be at the end of this month in May. And she said to push it back to like mid or end October. So I'm hoping that works out because, you know, we thought it seemed far enough, but who knows? (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would rather postpone the wedding um, considering all things. I actually have a wedding in the fall, September 20th, and it's still going on right now. It's supposed to be a bachelorette and bachelor party in July and things may change, but I would rather, if it was going to be canceled, if I had to lessen the important people in my life that I wanted to be there to witness, you know, we're already together. You know what I mean? If we're not losing like big deposits and it's going to change the way our wedding looks in the future, Mm. you know, that's something to consider. But if we can and everything works out, postponing would be great. Could we together anyway? You know, like we're together, we ain't going nowhere and that'll be a go. So that's what, that's definitely what I would do. Yeah. And you know what? I'm in no rush to be somebody's wife. Cause listen, I already sent in my tax stuff. So like we got (laughs) until next April (laughs) for that to like make a difference to me. So we got time. (laughs) All right. Last question. Would you rather fall in love over Zoom or reserve dating for when the world is back to normal? So I'm a fan of Love is Blind. Have y'all seen it on Netflix? Yes, I love no. that show. Cameron and Lauren. Yes, oh. <laughs> my favorite. Yes, Mandisa. Netflix, Love oh. is Blind. Listeners, Netflix, Love is Blind. Like, there's just this one couple that just takes the show over. So, but Love is Blind is a show that allows people to date, but like, they are essentially going on these dates and getting to know one another with like a barrier in between them. They don't know what they, what each other looks like. None of those things. Um, The experiment is to see if they can still fall in love, you know, with, without physically seeing one another. And, um, and some people are successful at that. So with seeing that and, and looking at one couple, couple that I really truly believe is like very genuine, um, yeah, I will be open to falling in love over over Zoom. Um, texting and all that, or specifically using the apps, probably not. But Zoom, yes. You know what? I have not seen Love is Blind, but I have been watching Married at First Sight. People are watching the show. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that one. (laughs) Similar concept. I'm still maybe around like episode five or six, but I'm liking the concept also of just seeing like how seeing what your compatibility is like before you have any physical aspects of a person. Like that's so interesting. But I'd rather zoom too. Absolutely. I don't want. I don't want to wait. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, you know, during this time, I feel like I've been dating more than I ever have in my life (laughs) (laughs) in a very different way, virtually. And then people that I was talking to before I have linked up with. However, I do think that I would rather have the potential of falling in love, even if it's just virtually until the world gets back, because I think that human interaction, however you can get it, is very amazing. And I think that connecting someone this way, even though you want to feel, touch, smell, caress, whatever, mm-hmm. like there's going to be a time for that. And we're actually strengthening the time to get to that if we take the proper precautions, um, 
you know, if it's someone that you just met and, you know, you're dating or in a different city and it's not safe to travel, people are in long distance relationships and things of that nature as well. Um, And some people are going back home to different situations. And so absolutely, I would rather, I will definitely be open to falling in love virtually until we get back to normal for sure. Well said. Yeah. You know, would and you so still as, be open even when we get back to our new normal? Like, would you still be open to that though? Or would you want to go back to like getting as close to what you are already accustomed to before? Yeah, I would, I would still do it, honestly, when right. we get back to it. Cause oftentimes, I mean, we're, a lot of people are dating off of apps these days, right? Mm-hmm. And so to get to see a face and hear a voice for an hour and get to know each other and communicate that way with a cocktail before getting to coffee or before going out in real life and spending money out. I think it's a cool idea. And one of my friends had actually told me that she had started doing that. She had started when she was dating. Um, she had started each partner. She would say, let's have wine on Zoom for 30 minutes and get to know each other a little bit better. And if that goes well, mm. then we can move on to the first date. And I was like, that is so That's dope. so smart. Yeah, and I think it relieves some of the anxiety about what you're walking into. You know, there's still 30 minutes isn't long, but after texting for a few days or a few weeks, however long, and then getting on a Zoom call and having wine and seeing face and hearing voices, and then maybe you can plan the next date there on the Zoom call for the next day or the weekend. I think it's a really smart thing. And so I would definitely continue doing this after this. Yeah, and I like the idea of planning because I'll tell you what I have experienced with using the apps uh, and like, you know, I'll say eventually, hey, you should text me or whatever. And, and guys think that they could just FaceTime you. If they know, if they know, listen, you know when uh, somebody got an apple, okay? Because that blue, uh-huh. that blue bubble will show up. So, or the number will show up in blue. But like, don't just FaceTime me out of nowhere. That is such a turn off to me. And then don't do it again. That's so mm-hmm. disrespectful. So I've definitely had guys who were like, hey, can I FaceTime you like later? What's, when's a good time? And I'm so appreciative of that. And I make sure I always say, I appreciate you asking, you know, yes or no or whatever. But I do like the idea of not only asking and playing for it, but then incorporating some type of like normalcy as far as like let's have wine or maybe have dinner via zoom or facetime or something like that i'd love that yeah i think it's a dope thing would you be open to that mandisa yes absolutely like the thought of it i'm already like planning blushing? one in my oh. head <laughs> oh Amazing. blushing too yeah <laughs> um but also i think you have to keep that in the back of your head at least in the back of your head once we can get back to some sort of, you know, once we get into more phases where we can uh, interact with each other more, because this, this isn't going away anytime soon. And if things, you know, if things spike back up and if we need to go back to an even more uh, um, restrained lifestyle, then you still have to find a way to, to interact with people, whether it's yeah. dating or your friends or whatnot. Um, yeah, you have, we'll, we will find a way to connect. So. Yeah. And I had a zoom date earlier this week and it oh. was amazing. And you know, I've met this person in real life before we have a lot of mutual friends, um, but we're getting to know each other on a different level or exploring what level that could be possibly. You know, like I sent him an album that was soothing to me yesterday when I was having my coffee and then he sent me something today. And I thought that was like pretty dope. And 
Yeah. And so I think there are ways to keep these things interesting, to, yeah. to continue to let somebody know and get to know you. Like sending someone an album that you love or something that spoke to you that day is giving them an insight to how you see the world and how you hear and feel the world, even in the distance. And so I think there's ways to be creative. Um, yeah. whilst, and that also is tempting too, because sometimes you pull those little shots and like, I know, <laughs> I want you closer now. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot that shot, shoot that shot. That part. Lord Jesus. But <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're going to be in the hot Corona summer for a while now. And I think it's interesting to, you know, talk about like, how are we going to navigate our relationships, our friendships, family, uh, intimate partners, as we go into this new world that's going to be going on for a while, because truth be told right now, the information is that until we have a vaccine, more people can get infected and more people can die. And so as the country opens up. A lot of the states have begun that process of opening back up this week, and this is going to continue to happen. We're going to see what happens, and so we're going to have to consider our risks. And so how are you all thinking about navigating relationships for what will be our new normal for a while? Um, I was reading this article recently about Dr. Fauci being asked the very questions that we've been asking. What are you willing to do? Who are you willing to see? How are you willing to engage with your friends and family and sexual partners and intimate partners and dating partners and what level of risk you're willing to take. And the article was actually done by, uh, there's this Snapchat show on Vanity Fair and released the transcript of this article. And he said, that's a tough question. It's a tough question because it's called relative risk. What is relative risk? Relative risk is it depends on what you are doing, where people have and what level of risk you're willing to take. So with that in mind, let's get this conversation going today. What level of risk are you all willing to take with your friends? So like, are, are you, is it across the board for you that, okay, if you're a friend of mine and summer opens up, I'm willing to go out and get dinner if someone asks you, or are we still going to be thinking, uh, I know for myself, when friends ask me to do things, not many people are asking to do anything these days, but I have had a friend come over to hang out. And we talk about it first. We'll say, hey, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Where you been at? <laughs> you know? and, we, that part. And, we, and we talk about it. And so if she's coming over to chill <laughs> or whatnot, this is a friend of mine that I've known forever. There's no reason for us to lie to each other. We've been to the grocery store. If we've gone on a date, if we've, you know, hung out with somebody else, we feel free and comfortable being transparent with each other. Um, how are you all feeling moving forward during the uh, coronavirus and people reaching out and also after? How are you all thinking right now? You all are going to navigate that. With friends, most of my friends are kind of spread out across the country. Like I do have, I feel like a handful of friends who I think I'd be willing to kick it with like a stroll on the beach or a hike or something while um, we're still in the midst of the early phases of reopening. Um, I also, um, and kudos kind of to my brother for this, uh, when I went to the, the post office to send a package to a friend, he picked up a couple boxes of like, thank you size cards. And so connecting with people via snail mail, like there's at least one or two people who I want to just send them like a surprise book. Like I've asked, I've asked for a few more of my friends addresses lately than I was like oh shit, I never had this friend's address. That's, That's terrible. Real. That's real. <laughs> I don't have nobody's address. <laughs> right. Um, so sending a little like 
card or a postcard or um, mm. just like something small to just be like, hey, thinking about you, you may or may not like this, but I thought you would. So, hey, here you go. I like that. I like that a lot. That's super cute. Um, for me, I definitely have the conversations with my friends uh, just about like what, like how they're quarantine experience is going. So what is it that they're doing or not doing? Um, a number of my friends are not essential workers, but one of them um, is. So definitely taking into consideration some of the things that she's practicing um, and and really listening. So like she's the, the same way. The moment she gets in the house, she's taking off her clothes and showering and, and things like that. So um, just really taking into consideration what's what they're doing to stay safe. Um, also, of course, asking, you know, hey, how are you feeling? To be honest, I haven't really hung out with many friends um, since all this has happened because I think we all, we, each of us on some level, number one, a number of us are still working, but number two, on some level, we still want to be as cautious as possible. Um, but I, num- I know that most of my friends are being safe and are practicing social distancing as they should. So I do have the confidence in hanging out with one or two friends at a time or one person a week and then the next person the next week or, or something like that, but not overdoing it. Um, one of my friends actually has a, a, a somewhat of a, not really a party, but somewhat of a gathering happening at the end of the month. But what How many people invited? Well, no, here's the thing. What she's doing, it's, it's almost like a giveaway. <laughs> Because if it's over that five, what is it, five or ten people? I think five it's five or six. Now. Five, or, five six. or six people. We you know? <laughs> How many people is she inviting at the end of the month right now? Right. Well, that's what she's doing. I think she's I think she's having people take appointments. So only a certain oh. amount of people can come in at one oh, time. A little schedulicity, okay. Yeah. Oh. So she's doing that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it so I thought that was cool. That makes sense. So so you know, that would be somebody that would be a space I wouldn't have a problem stepping foot in because I know that she's doing what she needs to do. She's taking care. Yeah. Yeah. How many people? <laughs> I know I'm like, how many people she has? People have different levels of comfort zones with this. And it's so interesting, like even amongst friends. Some friends are, some people are looking at their friends differently based on their choices during COVID-19. And uh, I get it. However, like some friendships, did you really just ask me to go for a walk? Like, are you crazy? Like why people are really considering friendships because of COVID-19 and there's a lot of shame around these things, right? And so how do we navigate around that with friends? If you felt comfortable after May 15th in California, that's the date that we have right now. So say that on May 15th, we start to go through the steps of opening California up again. And a friend of yours that you haven't seen around and you reach out and they come back at you with some heat and some energy about you even asking the question, how would that make you feel? How would you respond to it? And is that, will you be like, well, excuse you, how would you feel about that? There's going to be an immediate slight clap black, slight, I said clap black. <laughs> clap black, listen. Clap black, listen, clap, clap black, black is a real thing too. Yo, clap back black. That's gonna be a segment. That's gonna be a segment. Clap black. Clap I like that. Black. Write You're that welcome. down. Write that down. Thank you. There's gonna be a so Mandisa, there's gonna be a clap back. A clap back. Just just a little bit because I merely asked the question, mm-hmm. which now 
now, now I am going to question our friendship just a little bit. Cause I'm like, damn, you're not just going to hear me out. I'm willing to hear you. You can, you can tell me no. Yeah. That's okay. I asked a mm-hmm. yes or no question or I propose a yes or no question. I have to be okay with receiving either of those two answers. So I'm willing to hear you out on your no and I'll respect that. But if you come at me with a little heat, I might be like, damn. Like, I get if you if you get to a point of a little rah-rah, if you just, like, passionate about what you're telling me about your boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but don't come for me. Yeah. yeah. Things are getting intense. Yeah, don't come for me. First, of, my first thing is, you know, if you have a boundary, like, this is a good time to state certain boundaries that we have during this time, right? So yeah, you know, we can go for a walk, but you know, I may not want to go in these certain areas of these certain spaces, right? Or, you know, yeah, we can go for a walk, but you know, I can only give you maybe 30 minutes or an hour, whatever it is, whatever your boundary is, state those things. If somebody were to come at me (laughs) with like basically coming at my head for just making the ask, Y'all know me, I can always meet people with the same type of energy, right? And my question will (laughs) always be, who are you getting your information from? Because Mm. what I'm talking about is a lot of people who are truly upset and who are truly taking, you know, just who are really taking certain things to heart and who are really upset are people who are getting information from people who probably don't even know what the fuck they're talking about, to be honest. So... Because everyone has become an expert in this time, right? Because everybody has become an expert mm-hmm. about something that nobody really truly understands and we're not going to understand for probably over a decade, right? <laughs> so, like... Lord, so please like, not be that long. Yeah, <laughs> right? I know. But, I mean, if we look back at, at, at history and, and other pandemics that we have had, like, you know, just all the things. So, my question will then... Now it's no longer going to be about, you know, hey, would you like to do these things? Now, now for me, the conversation is going to turn into, you know, how do we dismantle how you just came at me like how do we address that and how do we ensure that you that some way somehow you lower your anxiety and become analytical and critical of all the information that you receive and I would like to know where where the information is that where is the information coming from that you're holding on to that's that's even feeding into you know your anxiety or your fears and things like that because that that then turns the conversation into hey let's have a good time to all right let's unpack this yeah and that's really good that everything you're saying is spot on Brittany and Dr. Fauci was saying in this article he said like you know if you want a friend he said that you can sit in a room you can sit in a friend if he said this is what he says exactly so if you're looking for a friend yeah. you can sit in a you can sit in a room with the mask and so there are levels to interacting and there are there is it's happening and it has been happening over the weeks because we all expected to be home for two weeks. Yesterday, I was watching the news coverage about protests going on about, you know, Gavin Newsom here, the governor here in um, California. And there were fights breaking out. There was literally people at the protest to tell people that you should be at home because you should be protecting yourself. You should have a mask on. And then the other person's like, well, why are you out here? And then there was a fist fight in the That's middle of the PCH. And I'm, too many layers. And I'm, too many layers. I'm like, okay, hold on. How are you telling people to be safer at home? And then you're out here just to tell them to protest them being out there. And now y'all are fist fighting in the and middle of the street. That's wild. And some of the, the, the thing that strikes me is so funny is when I see pictures of these protests or videos, or whatever, I'm like, y'all, 
are close as hell and none of y'all got no mask laws so you're not helping yeah. your cause <laughs> yeah yeah that the protest that's that could be a totally different conversation but I it's hard people, i do want people to acknowledge the privilege that comes with how these people are protesting and how law enforcement is and is not responding to them mm. i really want people to pay attention to that and look at look at, yeah and make comparisons to people of color and black folks who have gone out and protested yeah. unarmed and how we have had law enforcement respond to us i really want right. people to 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 ensure that they are considering that disparity because it is tremendous and it honestly is is every time i look at it it, it angers me because being mm-hmm. in that living that life that activist life like that privilege is blatant it's blatant mm. it is because blatant. it's a different risk it's a different risk a risk when you're a woman when you're black and you're brown and you go out here and protest there's a different risk you are leveling a risk whereas uh, there's privilege involved with how you are exactly what you're saying, Brittany, how law enforcement and how people respond to you when you're protesting. And that's, a, that's something that I thought about. I also thought about yesterday, too, because, listen, I get it. There are so many small businesses that are going to tank after this. People, I haven't gotten my stimulus check yet, and I feel like I'm going to be the only one in America that doesn't get it. <laughs> that's, just how, that's just how my anxiety works. And... Uh, you know, there's so much happening right now and like the aid is not coming fast enough and it's not enough. And as we know, these times right now highlights issues that have already been existing. And yes. so you talk about who are high risk for the virus in the black and brown communities with the underlying health conditions. That is because of a flawed healthcare system that has not viewed black and brown beings or believed black women at the doctor's office for so long, you know? So there's another reason why these things are operating. And I'm glad you said that on the podcast too about the people who are pro, um, protesting and what it looks like too, because that's another issue that has always been there. And so times like this highlights everything that has been a problem for this nation before. And I love talking to people who recognize that. Please don't talk to me if you think that that isn't a big issue. I, uh, right. I mean, you can talk to me, but just know that you don't know what you're talking about when right. you start talking. <laughs> and then we can have a discussion you know, so and there's also the thing that um, these people are who who are protesting or touting that I see on signs is like America, land of the free. We want our freedom back, and it's like you can still like no one. There there are countries where you literally have to present paid like clearance papers, like a like a hall pass to leave your house, like. Here in America, you can still get in your car. You can, in some cities, you can still get on public transportation and you can go somewhere. Like in coastal cities, some beaches are opening up. Like you can still go for a walk. A lot of your state parks and state trails and whatnot and beaches might be closed, but you can still leave your house. You can go to the grocery store. Like no one's telling you to exactly stay inside and do not go out of any of your doors. Mm-hmm. So it's like I need you to to take a take a step back and relook at what the word freedom means. Yeah. <clears throat> and also like y'all were saying look at why why haven't we gotten another round? First like you saying some people haven't gotten their first round of of stimulus checks or deposits, but also that $1200 for the majority of American thing especially us in California like that's barely people's rent like barely 
Barely. one round Barely. is not enough. And it's been in, over a month. <laughs> in the Barely. past month, in the past month and a half, I have spent forty two hundred dollars on rent. And mm. the stay-at-home orders were enforced at the beginning of this. My rent's due on the 20th of every month. So on March 20th, I paid my rent. And on April 20th, I paid my rent. And I have not been working like I usually work. I've only worked a handful of times. And by the grace of God, I have amazing clients and amazing people who feed into my life without me having to ask or anything like that. And that's how I've been able to pay my bills. So I'm truly fortunate because I am surrounded by love. It has, um, I'll, I've re realize how grateful I am for what I do doing home organizations and house cleaning as my as my business you know as an actor and doing that as my business to pay my bills while I'm pursuing what I do I'm grateful because I did not predict that that much love and support without me asking was going to come my way like every week I have another another client or two reaching out hey do you need anything I can pay you now we'll get you in the first thing we can you know so much love has been pouring in uh because of the situation and I am so, so, so grateful. So grateful. And then two, the stay-at-home orders and no gatherings are more than five. I'm not telling everybody to have five friends over every day, all week, every day. But if someone is having a dinner and inviting some friends over and they are all having the conversation about where they've been and their risk, true, they could be asymptomatic. We know that people can have had the virus and not have known it. True. However, Ever, I think what Dr. Fauci and a lot of the experts have been saying is that these guidelines, or for you to know, you can do all the guidelines and do everything, or you can figure out with the guidelines how you can navigate your life safely for you and those around you. Like my rule of thumb, if I'm having a friend over for dinner, you know, that lives down the street, we're in the same neighborhood, we've been at home. And if I'm having dinner with a friend and we've had the discussion and we're accepting the relative risk, I'm also not going to be mad at my friend if I happen to get sick. I'm not going to be, you did this to me, which is a horrible thing. And that this looks like other infectious diseases. HIV always pops back up into my head. You know, the shame around viruses and who you get it from and how you got it and Mm -hmm. all that fear. I think we do need to be cognizant and listen to the professionals. They're giving us guidelines. You have to choose what you are comfortable with. So you do still have your freedom. The beach can be locked down. That's not your freedom being taken away. Like, come on, let's take a history lesson on freedom (laughs) being taken away. Like, there was a sign I saw yesterday, freedom is essential. And I'm like, we are, listen, I get it. Again, I get it. I'm not, and I understand there's so much nuance to what we're speaking about. But we still, like, we're at home and we're trying to be safe, but like your freedom is not revoked like in the way that you're speaking about it, about crowding at the beach. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. And you know, how do you all feel? How do you all feel? Because this summer restaurants are opening up. Some restaurants are defying, not defying, I don't want to use that word. Some restaurants who are in hard situations, their employees aren't getting paid and their businesses are taking. Some are opening their restaurants, although they're not supposed to. What do you all think about those restaurants and those businesses who are saying, listen, my business is about to take, I can't go another month. I can't go another few weeks. When I look at my employees' eyes and I talk to them about what they're dealing with, I can't keep doing this to my employees. What do you all feel about that? I understand that. Um, And I think that those businesses, I mean, of course, can, can open up as long as they're abiding by the protocols that they have in place now that ensures and that practices social distancing. As long as they are uh, abiding by the protocols that 
you know, CDC and everyone else is putting into place that ensures that they're practicing, you know, safe handling of food and packages or whatever it is that it is. My mom, I was on a, on FaceTime with my mom the other day and she went to go pick up food. She, she did a drive through at Popeye's and she had a fit because nobody was wearing masks or gloves. That's a business I cannot support. Um, but a business who's practicing all the things that they should mm-hmm. and putting whatever the, the chairs in front of the register that shows six feet, you know, whatever, everybody has max, they're switching out their gloves, yeah. they're wiping things down after every customer. I can support, I can understand and support a business like that. Yeah, me too. I, I agree with that also because I can't even imagine, I mean, I can imagine, but I I have no idea personally what that's like to own a small business and for that to be my lifeline and for me to have, to be at my wits in if I cannot get back up and running even close to to the regular um, input output that was happening before all this started. So I agree with that in that if you're doing it safely, then I can, I can absolutely support that. And also, if that is a phase that is being moved into anyway, I kind of see the, the, the positive in a few places, even though, you know, they're not, not supposed to do it. I'm putting up my air quotes now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that perhaps this is good for some places to do it within a small batch because just like with the vaccine, there has to be a trial and error part. There has to be, someone's got to do it first, you know? Yeah. Somebody has to do it first. And yeah, it's a hard situation. Hot Corona summer. Like, I don't even know. Like, I want to go to a restaurant and I'm totally fine with that. But going to a restaurant, I went to go get some food from this spot um, before we did this. And I was in there waiting to order and get my food. And people were kind of close together. They had the precautions. Everybody had their face mask and their gloves on. But the people inside waiting for their food and the flow of people, I was like, yo, why are you? Awareness. 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 Just awareness. And I felt like people were not aware. And, you know, this is something that always gets me with people. And this is going to get it's going to get all of us all summer. It's going to be a fun, funny summer. (laughs) Uh (laughs) It's going to be a funny summer because people, when they are hungry or when people want to drink or when people want to get in the people get attitude you know and people were getting tiffy (laughs) even having to yell over the tape and the person saying can you say that again like there's so much energy that is going to come with us getting back to society and i realize in these moments how animalistic humans are we are humans we have intellect and we have knowledge and we have we can learn we can build societies and we we can shoot ourselves up into the moon you know we can do all these amazing things but we still have these animal instincts that comes out during times like this. And I'm starting to see that. I'm starting to see that and realize. I was like, yo, y'all are really wild out here. Y'all are wild. Like, is it that serious? Take a trip to your local post office and and survey the scene. (laughs) Okay. I've been twice this week. Especially midday. It's like, whoa, buddy. This one old lady, I don't know who she thought she was, but (laughs) I think it's reconsiderate. Yeah, she VIP'd her ass behind me, okay? I know that's right. Because don't just, don't just, I just don't like when people aren't considerate of the next person because with her being older, she, I could have given her the world at that point. You could have very much gone in front of me. I could have done whatever it was necessary, 
you know, to accommodate you, but don't just hop in front of me. Like, don't just be titled, you know what I'm saying, to that. And then also, don't give me less than six feet, bro. Yeah. That's, that part. That part. I need you to stand on your ex, and I'm going to stand on my ex. Yeah. And then six feet, six feet also, which is funny at the restaurant today, six feet keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. Like, people come in, they walk into the door nice and slow, like, okay, six feet feet and then before you know it you all are two feet apart it's like how did you get here how? how did you keep getting closer and closer i think it's just a natural human i need to be close to a human type thing i think <laughs> i think what's happening is that people are slowly starting to slide closer to people and not even realize that oh i'm taking steps forward because we're so used to being <laughs> close yeah. you know we you know what i mean yeah it's so but it's so I'm interesting from- Listen, where I'm from, at least how my family operates, we we already yep. do the six, three to six feet no pressure anyway. Like, <laughs> so I'm already used to being like, hey, I need you to step back, sis. Back, back. <laughs> Even outside of a hot Corona summer, I'm like, why are you all up on me? I don't know you. That part. That I gave somebody that look at the gas station was looking at me, and then I was like, oh. I do that to people at the grocery <laughs> store all the time. And I'd be like, especially if, if, you know, when you're in the checkout line and you, you can't go nowhere. And if somebody's basket pushes up against my butt, I'm like, oh, I would. Because that's what I'm short. So. No. I will turn around. Real quick. No. <laughs> I, will, I will nudge that basket back and be like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. You hit I'm me. The for, I'm the one for that, too. Yeah. So, so we, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Question for y'all. Are we all single here? We're all single right now. Is that a fact? C. <laughs> Define. Yeah. Sure. Ah! Yes. Yes. Define. Wow. Okay. Because my next question deals with this. Okay. Mm. Technically. Okay. How do we navigate if, I guess we got to define some things. Let's do it. If you are single, how do you navigate being single during this time? Right. Inhale, big exhale. I say more. So here's, so there's a lot of single people out here. And in the summertime, it's usually when most people are single, right? Because it's the freaky summer. And then you cuddle up in the wintertime, right? Legs up, bending over, day parties, all day, every day. You know, get your life. We have pool parties. We're showing our bodies. We're being free. Mm-hmm. This summer, that's going to look different. <laughs> I, I don't know why I just raised my hand. Because <laughs> I know you can see me and I'm like, me, me, that's me. <laughs> what up, man? <laughs> what you just described, I feel like I've had maybe one or two summers like that. Like, I, the last pool party I think I went to <laughs> was like two or three years ago. <laughs> really? Yes. You know, and so I, I like the summer for, I think it's a little bit of the conditioning from school and growing up in Michigan where like you, you look forward to the summer no matter what because that's free time, that's time outside, that's time at the lake, like that's time camping for all my, you know, yeah. outdoor people. <laughs> um <laughs> And so I look forward to it for that and, you know, sipping on margaritas and daiquiris and, mm. and having, being a little more free because it's hot and like, you know, it's a feel good time. But I, I can't say that I'm missing, that I feel like I'm missing out on that or that I'm like, oh, like I don't have that, that strong of a experience with that to be like, oh, I'm missing out. But I, and I feel like it's, it's cliche, but like, 
I'm continuing to get to know myself. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I'm doing that too. I'm continuing to get to know myself while getting to know others. Um, <laughs> I, yes. I am so glad that I've been doing work to like enjoy solitude. So this time has been cool. I think I'm really good at being single actually. And I think because a lot of my friendships are extremely intimate and not intimate when I having sex or kissing each other or rubbing on each other, but the way that we, <laughs> the way that we connect mentally and spiritually and the way that we vibe is like, intimate spiritual relationships. And so I do feel very full, even being single. Um, however, <clears throat> in the summertime, especially I'm during Corona and the temperature going up and being in this house, usually I'm busy 14 hour days, six days a week. I'm always working. I'm always on a plane. I'm always doing something. I realized that my urge for dating more and my urge for sex more and my horniness mm -hmm. has come to the forefront in this life of having time. And so navigating <laughs> being so navigating being single this summer is uh, going to be interesting for me because, listen, I'm building some great connections without connecting with people like the people mm -hmm. that I am vibing with right now, uh, some deep connections. But also as we listen, we're sexual beings. I am. I don't have that same, uh, I got to pray and meditate, you know, because I don't have that same, oh, I just want to talk to you and never want to touch you. Like once I start to feel you and once that vibe is there of like getting to know each other and the sexual tension start to rise and you're looking at the computer screen and somebody just says something super dope about like politics or something because that shit will get me like crazy. You say something Ooh. very like smart or intellectual yeah. or like something about empathy or about the heart or yeah just being a transparent i feel like i'm just talking about somebody specific whatever mm. uh, <laughs> i think that i think when you get that energy you want to kind of feel that energy in that space in the same space and time in the same room because it does shift and so i think that navigating being single is going to be an interesting thing this summer however as we spoke about before i'm going to take precautions i'm not going to go out here and meet everybody under the sun i'm not doing that but as we go, if I really want to connect with someone, if I really want to connect with someone, I can sit at home for two weeks just to be sure. Word. Word. You know, if we have that capability to do that or capability to go to work and like limit interaction, stuff like that. If I really want to see somebody, if I really want to see them, and mm. then I, I'm willing to take that break um, to not put anybody at risk. Um, Word. I'm also about hopping in a car and going someplace like I'm, I'm kind of low key thinking in a retreat way of like, not necessarily a mountain cabin because my skills aren't ready for that, but going to another, maybe a smaller city and like um, getting a hotel for a night or two and just like being together in a space that feels less crowded or where there's less room for us to engage with other people <laughs> which as i'm saying it seems like i'm trying to hide <laughs> the person <laughs> <laughs> you just have to go away somewhere and there's not nobody there and it's just you and no I, one you and know will know. see you <laughs> that's a real thing too because people are secretly hooking up because they're afraid they're going to be shamed Thanks. for you know connecting with their their person they've been talking to or dating or right. someone is like, it's been five weeks. We all motherfuckers, we have discussed, we've been in the house. We're deciding to get together. Right. We've been at home. And you have even more time to talk and, and, you know, talk with that person. Right. So mm -hmm. that intimacy and that level of vulnerability may come a lot sooner than it would have with other distractions. So if that physical 
um, portion of a relationship comes sooner than expected, right? Then I mm-hmm. mean, that's just it is what it is. That's just the next because you're already ready. Could be already ready for the next step. Yes, and PSA, 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 as all the medical professionals are saying, if you don't want to accept any level of risk, if you don't want no part of the coronavirus at all, (laughs) at all, you can stay your ass at home. You can stay at home. (laughs) You can order your groceries in. You, and listen, I'm not saying don't stay at home because I have been staying at home mostly, like 90% of the time. However, I do think that there's this thing that comes up where people start shaming people on their choices, you know? And I don't think that shame with diseases or anything like this ever helps. Shaming someone has never really done anything positive. And mm-hmm. so I want people to be cognizant and knowing that you, as the states open back up, and like on May 15th, the California opens back up, you can stay home. You can take care of yourself and you can make choices for yourself that is going to keep you at your personal best, but also be cognizant of our judgment of others because that's not going to help the situation and that's not going to push forward positive interactions. This is a tough situation for all of us. There's so much nuance. It's not as black and white as we would want it to be. Just stay home, just stay home. If you don't got, if you can't pay your bills, it's hard for people. It's hard for people, you know? So we do have to have these conversations and we will continue, continue to have these conversations as we progress yeah and I really think that so I've been seeing social distance shaming on both ends people who are home who are you know saying interesting things about folks who aren't home right or who may not be home 90% of the time 75% of the time let's say that but then I also have heard you know the other side where folks are like you know, this is a hoax. You don't even have to be at home. This is crazy. Everything's shut down. Like, it makes no sense. And like, I think it's stupid and I think it's dumb. Like, stay home if you want to. So I've heard that language and that that rhetoric as well. Um, And again, like you said, Jamal, neither one of those perspectives is helpful. You can do what you want to do, right? If you want to go out and not wear a mask and you know, play around on the playground and get ticketed, sure. Not even right. just get sick, right? Or possibly get sick, get ticketed. Then sure, if you think that that is a freedom that you have a right to do at this moment, um, then then sure, you don't want to consider other people that you could be putting at risk. Okay. But please don't. But I mean, <laughs> the, the, I mean, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we are going to make the public service announcement and make it an ask you know, please consider other people. However, however, that's all we can do. So we still have folks who are out there who are swarming Huntington Beach Mm. at hundreds and, you know what I'm saying, and putting towels down and enjoying themselves without any masks, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then you also have folks who are home who, um, you know, are saying interesting things about folks doing that. And then you have folks who are outside and saying interesting things about folks who choose to stay home. So again, either, either side of that rhetoric, it just isn't I haven't seen how helpful, I haven't seen it be helpful whatsoever. So I want to ensure that we consider that shaming has come in, in multiple forms um, as, I've, as I've seen it. So, um, and, and, and I also think it, it makes sense to, we talk about boundaries all the time on this podcast. That might be the new, listen, we don't have to change our name one day. 
Yeah. <laughs> living boundaries. Living boundaries. That could be a series. That's two for two. Let's <laughs> go. That's right. You know, you got to have a pen and paper ready for this girl on the line. Um, but um, but I, so I, with that conversation or, or pairing uh, with what I just said, you know, this, we do have to consider one another's boundaries. And if you know that one of your friends or family members does not feel comfortable going out to the grocery store three times a week or twice a week, you, you maybe should have that conversation and possibly, and, you know, potentially not ask them to do things for you that you know they don't feel comfortable doing. I've had someone do that to me twice. Mm. And the second time I've ignored him because he's been very dismissive of me being blatant and me being direct and honest about the things that I do not feel comfortable doing. Good for you for saying, nah, I don't want to do that. And here's yeah. why. Thanks. Yeah. I was like, do you have a mask? <laughs> and then he ignored the question. Oh, there's my answer. Mm. Nothing. I can't help you, bro. Yeah. That's not. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be an interesting summer, you all. Again, yeah. take care of yourselves. We're just talking about the options that we'll have this summer and what it's going to look like. We'll make the best choice for you and those around you. The professionals are giving us guidelines. And at the end of the day, as Dr. Fauci said in this article, it's going to be up to you and the level of risk you are willing to take. And we all, each of us have different tolerance for risks. Mm-hmm. And so be cognizant of that. We have different tolerances. Have the conversation if you need to with somebody that's important to you, somebody that's important to your life and your safety. Have the conversation. Set clear boundaries, as Brittany is saying. And do what you do, do you in a do positive you. way. Do you in a positive way. But let's respect one another in the midst of doing that because things are going to shift in two weeks. And I'm interested to see what LA is going to listen. <laughs> I'm really interested to see Ooh. what things are going to look like here. You know, things are going to yeah. be operating at like half of their capacity, some places a quarter of their capacity. If you roll up to that spot and you go to five bars down the block and they're all full because they got 15 people in there already, what you going to do? <laughs> mm. What you going to do? Are you going to wait for an hour for the next 15? Is there going to be a socially distant line for like, is it going to be one drink, one drink per, you know, is it going to be limits to how long people can stay in an establishment? Yeah. You know, like, we don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. But we are going to learn as we go. We're going to learn as we go. I can see an increase of house parties. Absolutely. And park parties. And park park parties. Park (laughs) parties. (laughs) Park parties. Yeah, absolutely. So, y'all, we have had such an amazing season with you all. Mandisa, what you got to tell us about that? I mean, just like you said, we've had an amazing season. We've had dope times with the three of us. Um, and we've also had some pretty special guests on the show. And I've loved the conversations that we've been having. Um, I would love, as this is our season finale, a wrap-up of season two, um, for each of us to share a favorite moment that we've had from, from this season. And it could be as big as small as you want. Anything that made you feel good or just happy or a thought on uh, of any of the episodes or recording sessions that comes to mind and makes you a little warm inside. Um, I'll go first. I, I think my favorite time slash recording of an episode was when the three of us were here in LA. Uh, this was November, December, 
somewhere December. around December, December. And um, Brittany, I think you had come up just for the weekend. Jamal, of course, you live here. <laughs> and I was here. Uh, we stopped here on tour for about a month and a half. And so we got together at my place downtown and had a dope recording session, had delicious snacks. Yeah. Good weed. <laughs> good weed. Oh. Right? <laughs> and, and good conversation about boundaries, but also, uh, you know, when, when we stepped outside on the balcony and just the three of us and the four of us had conversations oh. that were just enlightening and personally... Um, talking to you all was was so helpful and so connective for me um because i feel like y'all first of all y'all <laughs> asked me some questions and got in my ass a little bit and i was <laughs> and i needed that um, <laughs> so it was just beautiful for me and and that that stays in my heart Aww. you know what yeah that was that was a beautiful weekend <laughs> shout out to cole lawson who uh, yes. made her second appearance on our show um that it was that was a beautiful weekend i remember saying like i remember physically feeling like just vibrations going through my body like all the way up to my hands i just remember physically feeling the love like just in that room and yeah i won't forget that weekend we did get in your ass and we went to go see the show too we went to go see your yeah. show yeah you and me Brittany. yeah and that we did fun. get in your it was so much fun. And we I'm did firm. get in your ass. <laughs> yeah, you did. We're really but good. I appreciate I, it. You, you did. I'm glad you did because sometimes you know I question it. I'm like, mm, am I going too deep? Is this sensitive? Am I <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we can say on the mic. Great. <laughs> that conversation. That part. Um but I, that, that's one of my favorite moments too, uh, for sure. I think my favorite moment. One of my favorite moments, because there are many, uh, but something that's personal to me was the Black Buy and Unapologetic episode. Mm. Over the past few years, I, I turned 32 and I came out in an open way when I was 27. 27 is when I started telling people uh, what I would connect with them, uh, who I was in regards to my sexuality. And uh, some people knew, some people had an idea. Some people were like, yeah, that makes sense, Jamal. Like, you're Jamal, you love people. Um, so I had a lot of fear around speaking on it always. And I also didn't know, I didn't have a decision when I was like four or five, like most people say, like I was playing with toys and going to work with my mom. You know, I wasn't thinking about who I was attracted to, so I didn't have that experience. So being a black man in the world and coming up knowing that you're with someone and you're in love with them and your attraction is still something different and like how can you be in love with this woman and still attracted to this man and like the complications of doing that i thought i would never speak about i honestly when i think of when i was like <laughs> i think when i was like 22 i was like oh yeah i probably will be in a closet for the rest of my life is what yeah. i thought yeah. or or i wouldn't you know I would be single for the rest of my life because i was so mm -hmm. afraid it was a different it was a different time for me um mm -hmm. at that time and to be able to, you know, shoot the film that I did a few years ago and talk about that out loud because of that film and then to have this platform to uh, speak about being Black, bi, and unapologetic in this beautiful way is a reminder of how much, how much I've grown. And uh, I'm so appreciative. Ooh, makes me emotional. Uh, did you see me over here? I just, oh, <laughs> I just Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, when you, can, when you can tell your truth, when you can... Well, you could tell your truth in public. It's um, it's freeing. It's that's freedom to me. And uh, it was a time when I never thought that I would, even on this podcast. And uh, 
that was one of my favorite moments because it's a means a lot to me because I never thought that I would be this free black boy joy and be surrounded by so much love while living in my truth and Ooh. so yeah oh this moment <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm looking at y'all's faces and I'm like melting <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness I'm so emotional. I'm crying because I'm so happy. I am genuinely so happy to yes. be me. And I'm so glad that I met me. I'm yes. so glad that I finally met me. And it's a beautiful thing. Damn. Can you say that one more time? I'm so happy that I met me, that I finally met me. Yes. Ooh. Let that sink in. Let that's that marinate. A, mm, that's a hashtag. That's a, mm. Mm. I was thinking like, that's a caption. <laughs> oh, Brittany had to yeah. take you gotta wipe your eye. <laughs> it's also like about to be that time of month, so like this is really, oh. this is really hitting me. Um, I probably would have, you know, had a moment regardless, but that yeah. intensifies intensifies things. Um, that is that's beautiful, and I'm um that's. The love is clearly felt over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, like, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't even have the words for it. I think I, I, I'm just appreciative as well. I'm appreciative that you had that moment too and that the space was created for you to do that. So, and the response to it, as well yeah. about the response from our audience um you know it was it was it was also pretty powerful so all of that right now is 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 hitting me all of that right now is, is coming up and i just i just am overwhelmed so oh i think i got it together i could talk about my my favorite so i mean honestly i feel like every day every new episode is my most favorite right (laughs) (laughs) I always walk away with so much gratitude um and so much appreciation for just the converse the high level and the powerful conversations that we have um uh, at first I was thinking okay so at first I was thinking peers and porn was my Mm -hmm. favorite that was a two-parter and it wasn't with y'all, which is like, I I was so bummed out, but it still became such a great conversation because it was, it honestly was very educational and it was fun. We didn't just talk about, you know, we didn't just talk about the do's and don'ts of sex and it was no shaming around, you know, the things, the, the certain things that we were talking about. And there was one thing that Bria said, um, towards the end when we were talking about um, STDs and STIs and in the event that someone, you know, actually contracts um, either one of them. And um, I love that she used the phrase, like she wants us to change the language of calling ourselves clean when we test positive, right? Mm -hmm. Because that means that anyone who, or test negative, sorry, because that means that anyone who tests positive for STDs or STIs, um, then, you know, we're classifying them as dirty and it's not dirty at all. And I love that we actually had the conversation about, you know, how to have the conversation with someone who may have tested positive and the confidence that, you know, I would like to see people have 
with doing that because you can still live a strong and, and, and romantic life, you know what I'm saying, despite contracting, um, you know, a sexually transmitted infection or disease. So I'm going to cheat because, so that was my, one of my favorites. <laughs> but my second, my, my next favorite episode, honestly. Well, you got two. I do have two. I have <laughs> Let me two. hear it. Let me hear it. I want to know. It was the 420 episode. Hi, Yes, for yes. <laughs> yes. 20 episodes, sure. we had a fucking blast. And yes. the first season, that was like one of my favorite episodes, and that was the most played. So then we came back and did it again. Jessica came back again, and it was great. We had a blast, and then there were more. There was even more vulnerability than than the than episode 10. You know, friends in high uh, high places, part one. So it was just. I'm always, I'm just always taken aback by how much everyone is able to or willing to um, express and and the messages that still pair with it, right? Because we we're not just talking just to be talking, you know. We're mm-hmm. we're speaking, and from our perspective, we are are being transparent about what we've grown through. And again, the feedback from that is always great. You know, mm. it's just, and, and I love how our guests will come back. I always follow up after the show and say, thank you so much for being a part of the show. And um, our guests always follow up and just tell me how much fun they've had and how much they appreciate the platform. So, yeah. I love that. I love that oh. so, so much. And we need to do an off-air 420 uh, session. I think we need to schedule with Jessica soon. We need to get that in the calendar. So, hell yeah! I can Thanks for bringing that, that up. Thanks for bringing that up. I'm sorry. Let me say this really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, speaking of 420 and speaking of Jessica, let me tell y'all something. Medicated Minds is no joke. Okay, so that same weekend after 420, mm-hmm. I picked up some. I think it was CBD infused or THC infused lemon pepper wings from Ooh, her. I'm jealous already. Yo, 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 what? Uh-huh. Mm. Lemon pepper what? That ain't it though. That ain't it though. They... So Okay, okay. Oh, about, a, oh. about a six piece mm-hmm. lemon pepper. Perfect. Infused mm. wings, mm. right? And then I added like a, a Arnold Palmer, inf- so an infused Arnold Palmer in that oh. bad boy. Okay. okay. Uh-uh. But <laughs> that ain't it. So I'm going to go pick. So I'm to go pick up the food from Jessica, and Shorty threw in some fries and a piece of chocolate candy. What? Oh, oh, ho, 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 ho. The fries are medicated too. <laughs> Where they do that at? It's the it's the oil. Is it the salt? What, what's medicated? <laughs> so the fry. So the fries were not medicated. So the fries okay. didn't make it home. Those were okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. But the candy, cool. everything else was the chicken, the candy, and the Arnold Palmer was. When I, I mean, tell y'all. How'd it so, hit you? So, <laughs> let me sit up for this. So, y'all know, we've, I've said this before, I typically do not like edibles because the next day I feel all kind of crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So, first things first, with the wings, Jessica, you know, she winged me and she said, start with two. I said, okay. Then I text her after I started with two. I said, there's no way you're going to have me eat two of these bomb-ass wings and not <laughs> right, eat the rest. It's not a piece of candy, it's wings. It's like, I need to eat the whole six. Yeah, so I waited like a good 30, 45 minutes. I felt a little bit of something, something. But, you know, the the fatty in me was like, bitch, eat all the wings. So 
So I did. I ate all the wings. I had a little Palmer. And when I tell y'all I was sitting nice for the rest of the night, I was sitting mm. so nice. And then the next day, I was good. I did not feel the normal effects that I typically feel with other edibles. I was... What? Oh. Minds420.com. You know, Man. do they Postmates to uh, L.A.? For real. <laughs> I can Postmates to up. L.A. I can drive them all. Can she, put, can she put some on dry ice? You know what? We could so have, like, I have so much space. I have the den. I got the guest room. We could just come. You, <laughs> you bring saying? the food up here, and we'll have the three of us gather at my place after saying? May 15th, and we can actually do this, you know? We can have so a gathering what? with the three of us or even the four of us if Jessica wanted to come up um, and, like, cook some stuff up here, and I can have the all the supplies ready for her, whatever she needs, and um, we can get that going this summer. I'm bad. It'll it. only be four of us, y'all. We are following instructions, <laughs> and we are taking our masks off to eat, okay? That right. Consider that done, honestly. I just wanted yeah. to put that out there, let y'all know that Jessica truly is about that life, and she is nothing to play with. So MedicatedMinds420.com, yeah. check her out, and she can give you all the educational information that you need mm-hmm. everything sure you follow her rules i followed the rules she gave me the thumbs up when to do what i wanted to do and it worked out perfectly i'm very happy with the services I'm and so no worries no worries jessica will be back for sure <laughs> yes Jessica will be back for sure medicated yeah. minds hit them up i am so grateful this is what i'm grateful for after the past two seasons i'm grateful to be able and privileged to sit with two educated intelligent wonderfully spiritually mentally lifted black queens it's such a privilege when i look around my life and i look at the women that i'm surrounded by most of my friends are women and i am so grateful because listen i got my shit as a man it's a you know and i'm learning day after day and i thank you all for seeing me and allowing me all to see you all i am so grateful for allowing me in your space week after week and years after years truly grateful what are you all grateful for, Mandisa? Oh, I I just know my heart is full and and so warm and I I echo all your sentiments and and especially about having dope educated conversations. I, I feel like I learn something from y'all every single time we talk. And whether it's a new statistic or it's just a new fact about y'all, like mm-hmm. I love continuing to get to know y'all. And like you said, it it it, it just dawned on me. You said years, and it yeah. it has been it's been years that we've known each other. Now. Years, all the way back from the Beyonce concert till now. Mm-hmm. Till now, <laughs> all the way back to comedy errors for you and me. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. I, can't, I be forgetting at the old globe. I be listen, listen. Hope nobody We love y'all. Everything is great. They're, they are a great <laughs> they organization. Are great. They are. They are. But I, I really have so much love for y'all, um, and and that we that we get to have these conversations means so much to me um and and that i continue to get to know two beautiful souls just makes me so happy makes me very very happy i'm full (laughs) i am so full Brittany, what are you grateful for 
<laughs> the glasses have come yeah, all the way yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I can't put these glasses back on because they just come off again. Oh my. <laughs> honestly, I'm just I'm grateful for all that you all just said. Like I I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for everyone who's fed into this vision. I'm grateful for everyone who's fed into, you know, conversations and I'm just I'm grateful for growth. And progression as well. Um, I think even if, even outside of monetary growth, um, I think spiritually I've grown with working with you all with this podcast um, and intellectually as well, I've grown. Um, So I'm just, I'm just grateful for that. And I'm grateful for uh, support and, and whatever form that looks like. You know, I don't have any expectations about how folks should truly support us, but we still manage to have a significant amount of support. Um, so I'm just really grateful for that. <laughs> yes, yes, amen. And we as a collective are grateful for you, our listeners, you all that come back every other week, twice a month. You're on the IG live. You have been hanging with us and we are so grateful for your support. We will be nothing without you all. And we are grateful for you all's input and you all uh, coming to us and listening to us and spending your time with us. Uh, we know yeah. that you got things to do. And so I'm glad that you're doing it with <laughs> us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Much gratitude for spending your energy with us. Um, and as Jamal has said, we have um, started the series, the IG Live Quarantine Conversations, which has been great. We update now every Wednesday and Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So be sure to follow us at Living Millennial PC. That's L-I-V-I-N-G-M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-P-C (laughs) (laughs) on Instagram. Uh, And then, yeah, just stay engaged. Our our IG has been been cracking lately, too. So come engage with us. And yes. have a good laugh with us and, and join the, the quarantine conversations. We're talking about these very things um, with some new guests as well. So get to know the folks that we know. Definitely appreciate you guys hanging tight with us. Follow us as well on Facebook at Living Millennial Podcast. Continue to like, subscribe, share, and just comment. Comment and just continue to show love. And also reach out. We're here. So, you know, hit us up in the de- slide in hit our us, DMs. Please. Let us know what you want to talk about. Let us hear what you guys want in the next season. Let us know what you all want to hear, uh, what you all want us talking about. We want to be able to engage with you all. So reach out. Reach yeah. out. We still waiting for those dick pics. Oh, I didn't say dick pics specifically. I said dirty pictures. Remember? Oh, 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 oh yeah. I'm no, about I remember. I'm say specific to dick pics. I'm about to say, are we waiting for those? I'm, I'm just sitting here shaking my head like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so thank y'all for tuning in for Living Millennial. Also, go to the DMs and send your dirty pics. Uh, I did not say it. Don't don't come for me. <laughs> but uh, I will look. <laughs> that part, that part. I will open it up. Listen, this quarantine here a little different, okay? We all need to be in the <laughs> this has been Living Millennial. We will see y'all real soon. Yes. Yeah! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I love it, y'all. That's how you close a season. Yeah.
Be sure to subscribe to our show. Follow us on IG and tell us what you think.